0: Hello and welcome to our new friends that saw us on TMI Hollywood. Check out TMI Hollywood, LA's longest running sketch comedy show on Facebook and Instagram. And check out their live show at 6pm Pacific Time every weekday. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. I Hate Musicals
1: is produced by Polyphonic Theater Ensemble. Our hosts are Megan Tripaldi, Kyle and Chantal King. Our production manager is Holly Pryor. This podcast was recorded on Wabanaki land. And welcome to yet another episode of I Hate Musicals the podcast. I'm Megan the Hater.
2: I'm Kyle the Historian.
0: I'm Sean's Hall. I think all my webkins are indeed dead. <laughs> I went to you know when you go check up on your anyways, that was a stretch. It's okay. We're here. <laughs> yeah, and
1: today <clears throat> we will be covering Jonathan Larson's rent.
2: How are we going to pay, how are we going to pay, how are we going to pay,
1: last year's in Nobody's ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's meeting the audience because I yeah. feel like we have strong opinions and I'm really excited.
2: That's, I feel like that's fair. I feel like that is super duper fair. Um. Because there's a lot to do with rent. Rent is a cultural phenomenon.
1: Well, everything America. is
2: rent. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Boo, boo. It was right there. Leave
2: me alone. It was right there. <laughs> uh, but it also has a really long history, uh, and it's really interesting to kind of dive into. Um, yeah. So rent originally started as a workshop in 1993. Um, it took three years for it to get up and running. And finally, it started to go into productions at the beginning of 1996, Off-Broadway. Um, opening night was scheduled for January 26th of 1996, uh, which is unfortunate because Jonathan Larson, the composer and author of Rent, uh, died on January 25th of 1996. He died oh, the night before
1: opening. Oh, snap, I forgot. Of
2: Off-Broadway yeah that's right cast pulled together and decided so we're going to do it we're going to do it for jonathan mm-hmm. was a huge success only had to be off broadway for three months before the Nederlander theater uh brought it to broadway on april 29th of 1996 uh the original production Closed on September 7th, 2008, after 12 years. Uh, it's one of the longest running shows in all of Broadway. The production, the original production, grossed over 280 million dollars. Jesus, oh, woof! Yeah, <laughs> there were a number of tours. It became a motion picture in 2005.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, it, it did, did. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which we will
1: discuss. <laughs>
2: It started doing international tours in the early 2000s. It did a UK tour in 2001. It opened a West End production in 2001. Hmm. Um, There were more tours that have been going on for forever. Then we were gifted with Rent Live. Oh. I literally have blocked that out. In my uh... mind. Like,
0: that is not a thing that is cognizant to, like... was that really only two years ago? <laughs>
2: that was only two years ago.
0: Wait, what? 90.
2: Oh yep. my
1: god. Well, yeah, what? because the good one was uh what was it, Jesus Christ Superstar? Uh for me the whiz, the whiz was whiz. The, whiz.
2: the whiz. Oh, the I didn't
1: see the whiz. I only saw, you know, racist Peter <laughs> Pan.
2: <laughs> uh, Christmas uh, but, yeah, story no. was cute. Rent came anyway. out or rent live was in 2019. So, yes, two years ago. Interesting about that is they didn't actually do the live production because in final dress, I forget who, but one of the actors got hurt. So, they had to use the footage from the final dress rehearsal. Was it Valentino? Why it was so bad. I think it was Valentino. Oh. Valentino. sorry, playing Angel.
0: <laughs> You're good. Uh, that was also a choice.
2: <laughs> that was a choice. Um, but yeah, the, it's, Rent has been a cultural phenomenon. Um, it has a following called Rent Heads um, that have been with it for since it opened. What? Excuse me? Um, oh, yeah, fans of Rent are called Rent Heads. Um, in 1996, I believe it won four Tonys, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Jonathan Larson was <laughs> awarded posthumously two of them, best book of a musical and best original score. Um, it won Best Musical, and while I believe four of the leads were nominated, Adam Pascal for Roger, Daphne Ruben Vega for Mimi, um, and Idina Menzel were all nominated for their roles um, for Leading Actor, Actress, and Featured Actress. It was Wilson Germain Heredia who won the Tony for Best Featured Actor in a Musical.
1: Sorry, Chantal's... Yeah making noises because you said Idina Menzel and I rolled my eyes
0: you, like to <laughs> Spain. Like they took another plane went across the island. Oh I yeah we'll get we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into
1: it. I we'll promise you we'll get into it. Okay.
2: But yeah there's it's also spurned a lot of documentaries. Um one of them is No Day But Today the Story of Rent uh which debuted in 2006. Um and then um I believe it was a production that was done in Cuba in 2014. On um, they did a documentary about that called Revolution Rent.
0: Oh, okay. Come on, Rent.
1: <laughs> so Across the it, world. Uh, I don't know if you know this, um, but was it set in Cuba or was it still set in New York?
2: Uh, Revolution Rent. I I have done a lot of research for this episode, <laughs> so I just have a lot of facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I no, think- no, no. Just. I think the production of The Rent was the first Broadway musical to premiere in Cuba since um, the United States and Cuba repaired relationships. Um,
1: oh, that's actually huge. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And I,
2: I think that's why they it was so, so big. Um, I think that's why it was such a hit there and why they ended up making the documentary. The documentary was released uh, last year in 2020.
0: Oh snap. Okay. Oh, neat. I cool. have to look that up. Yeah, I might check it out. It's fascinating. I I I, I want,
2: I've watched I've watched a lot. I'm ready to talk history today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so ready for I'm it. I'm glad one of us is grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: like uh, at least based on the pre-show discussion, Chantelle and I are coming from a more gut emotional place here. So, uh, it's nice to know that one of us is, you know, a professional. <laughs>
2: I mean, I've also done this show and have feelings about having done this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So with that out of the way, it's a very interesting story. If you are an opera fan, you already know the story because it is a cop and carby of Lava Wem, which in my opinion tells the story better and is more coherent,
0: but that's Mm. just me. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Hot take from the historian. What are you Uh, talking about? man?
0: Oh, sorry. I was like, the phone calls don't make it enough for you? Those little songs in the middle? (laughs) Uh,
2: So act one takes place entirely over Christmas Eve. Um, We meet Mark and his roommate, Roger, who are struggling to stay warm in their apartment that is owned by their former friend and roommate, uh, Benny. Uh, Benny calls and lets them know that, hey, they owe him a month of rent that he was letting slide because they were low. So they decide they're never gonna pay rent. Um, They invite their friend, Tom Collins, up. Uh, He is a gay anarchist professor of the computer age philosophy at NYU's, um, but he is mugged before he can enter. Uh, While tending to his wounds, he meets Angel, um, who, depending on your production, varies pronouns between he and she. Um, Pretending throughout the show, I believe, they use different pronouns for her. Mm hmm. I always prefer to use female pronouns because that is I believe one of the lines is um, she's more of a woman than you'll ever get and more of a man than you'll ever be.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Which, I have a speech prepared about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, a lot of speeches. So they Sorry, have guys. this
2: <laughs> moment where they kind of instantly fall in love with each other. Uh, we also learn that Mark's roommate, or Mark's former girlfriend, Maureen, has left him for a woman named Joanne, who is actually a very strong attorney in New York City. Joanne's the best fight Joanne's the, Joanne best. the best. There's She's really the best. nothing about that.
1: She's the only redeemable character. Anyway, uh, we, continue, sorry. We
2: also learn that uh, Roger has HIV, which he contracted from his last girlfriend, April, who committed suicide upon learning of her diagnosis. So he is in a of depression. They have a downstairs neighbor named Mimi, who is an exotic dancer um, and also addicted to drugs, who is also HIV positive. Um, Angel and Collins are also HIV positive. What's interesting about this is that from La Boheme, it was tuberculosis, which was when Puccini wrote the opera, as lethal as AIDS was in the 90s. So that's where that correlation comes in, and that's why HIV and AIDS was selected among many things Jonathan Larson being an incredible ally to the community
1: remind me when did um workshops on rent start
2: 1993
1: okay continue
2: yep so we get all the characters introduced (laughs) um context (laughs) it is no it's very important (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it is interspersed with a lot of voicemails that mark and roger are avoiding um finally colin enters with angel who is now in full santa drag and she stays that way for the entirety of the act. Um, Benny finally comes over to say, hey, you got to pay me rent. Here's here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna transform Alphabet City and make it this great hipster place for musicians and artists. Um, Meanwhile, Maureen is supposed to have a performance downtown and her equipment isn't working. So uh, her girlfriend, Joanne, calls Mark, her former manager, and they discuss the problems of dating Maureen. But Tango Maureen, it's a dark, dizzy merry-go-round, as she keeps you dangling, Wrong. your heart she is mangling.
0: It's different. <laughs> My phobia, the song. Um. I got another speech.
2: Large Sorry if I maxed out
0: the audio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a large group of them end up going to an HIV support meeting called Life Support. Um, meanwhile, Mimi tries to seduce Roger with a song called Out Tonight, which he yells at her because I have AIDS and I'm dangerous and you can't love me because that's basically all Roger's character is, is Moby.
0: <laughs> uh, let's
2: see here. After that, they all kind of reconnect and talk about um, kind of what their hopes are for Christmas, noticing that it's beginning to snow, noticing the tensions that are building in the area. Um, uh, oh my God, snow in New York, who would have thought? Right? Oh, what a uh, Colin and Mark and Angel kind of reminisce about moving to Santa Fe, it's a better place. We get to see Collins and Angel confess their love for each other with a song called I'll Cover You. Um, then finally, Maureen shows up and we have this over the, over-the-top avant-garde performance called, of Hey Diddle Diddle called Over the Moon. Um, and to celebrate, they all go to the local bar to sing La Vie Bohème. La Bohème. Um, we see the couples kind of solidify there. Mimi and Roger discover their love for each other. Um, Angel and Collins kind of go stronger for each other. Maureen and Joanne have each other and Mark as kind of this outsider is watching it all through his camera. And Benny is put against the all. End of act one. Act two Let's takes go. an entire year because act one was a day. So act two is a year. Cause that makes sense. Totally uh, right. Act two opens with seasons of love, which everyone knows by just the first chord. <laughs> if you play the first chord of seasons of love, everyone na, knows na, the damn na. song. Nah, 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 ah uh, We we <laughs> experience Mark possibly getting some success as a um, news broadcaster because of his footage of Maureen's performance and the riot and the abuse of police that followed. Um, they all kind of talk about the Happy New Year, but Benny has locked them outside of their building because they haven't paid rent for a year. Weird. Um, we fast forward to Valentine's Day where Mibi and Raja are living together. Um, Maureen and Joanne are planning a the protest, and they fight and dramatically break up with a song called Take Me or Leave Me. We see a progression. We have another Seasons of Love where um, you see Roger and Mimi becoming a strain because of Mimi's escalation uses of heroin, and Roger, or Roger not trusting her relationship with Benny. Uh, we also watch Angel as his health deteriorates. Um, Roger and Mimi separate um, as Roger can't deal with a lot of things and he runs away. Um, there is a hot sex a dance number called Contact, where everyone is kind of talking about their sex lives. Um, Angel has this feverish performance, high tenor belt and dance, uh, which signalizes his death um, suddenly. <laughs> yeah. It. Ow. Where'd it go? Safe. Uh, Colin sings at the funeral of his last remembrance to his partner and the group just kind of falls apart Angels kind of being the one joyous one that kind of kept them all together um, they share their sad moments Roger leaves New York um, Mimi's health starts to decline similar to the way Angels was uh, Benny shows up to help Mimi out because he still cares for her um, and it's a real sad moment and then everyone kind of realizes they hate what they're doing and they want to go back to being the poor artist they were. Roger comes <clears throat> back to New York and rekindles his friendship with Mark. Um, we end up on Christmas Eve. One year later, Mark has put his footage together to make his Magnus opum. Mag- Mag- magnum, magnum opus. Magnum opus. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long I got day.
1: you. <laughs> you good, you good, you
2: good. No, um, man. As they're what day is it? To- <laughs> And they're starting to kind of get together and get ready to watch this. Um, Maureen has found Mimi basically dying in a park. So they uh, Maureen and Joanne bring Mimi in and Roger sings the song to her that he wrote for her. And then she dies. But then she gets better. Because magic.
0: Because magic. Oh, and the moral of the magic. story
2: is there's no <laughs> the day but today, so live your life with no regrets.
1: It only took 525,600 no! minutes.
2: <laughs> you might think that was a long synopsis. However, he basically just carbon copied a five-act opera. Yeah. I'm sorry, four-act opera. La Bohème, Puccini's four-acts. I oh,
0: know. Oh. I mean... Oh yeah you get the point across it I will say for the time it broke a lot of boundaries and barriers for the time for the time for the time I want to say that again for the time it's a lot (laughs) like we discussed
2: with Book of Mormon where they tried to do a lot of things and trying at that time was incredibly progressive.
1: Right. Yeah right and yeah let let's let's get into the music. I think a lot of a lot of our uh issues can be addressed, <laughs> uh, talking about that. Um, I got some stuff to say.
0: Oh, go for it. I'm going <sighs> to back up a little bit. <laughs> okay.
1: Let's we'll talk about Maureen.
0: Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um,
1: I'm going to preface this by saying that I came across this musical when I was 16 years old, so I was dumb, um, <laughs> as all 16-year-olds are. Yes. Uh, Maureen's... Let's let's start uh, everything surrounding her arc is is frustrating because as as a person who falls under that bi umbrella, uh it's pretty biphobic, So let's let's start with Tango Maureen, shall we?
0: Yeah. Um we
1: shall. yeah. So Mark's all uh whiny poo because Maureen uh dumped him for a woman. <sighs> My God, she must be a lesbian now because it's so binary um and it's this pretty awesome song but it the message of it is so incredibly frustrating it starts out with you know that they, they have to meet Joanne uh Maureen's current beau and Mark her ex beau have to meet and uh end up mutually complaining about her in this dance Mark coming in, uh having this whole high and mighty is like, well, I mean, I guess it's not my problem because I didn't turn her gay, but I guess I turned her gay. Does anyone else want to weigh on in, in this because yeah, I'm no, I'm I mean, angry about I it? Mean,
0: for me, I mean, like I'm like you. I discovered this, except it wasn't 16. I was younger. <laughs> I think like oh, around no. yeah, no, well, because I was a starved musical kid in the middle of white ass Colorado. Um mm. And the movie came out. I think I was, like, you said, when did it come out?
2: 2006, 2005. Yeah, so
0: it was up for a while. I found it when I was, like, if it was five, yeah, I was 16. 13-ish. Um, <laughs> and, no, I guess, it's like, looking at it then, it's like, wow, this is amazing. It's talking about all these things and this kind of bops. But the music is actually incredibly simple. It, it reminds me of a very... Uh, a very poor attempt of trying to be woke, but really it's not woke at all. And you could especially hear that in uh, kind of like the lyrical format of how it is. Uh, like for example, with with Tango Maureen, um, when they're describing how flirtatious Maureen is and how that's awful and terrible and that's yeah. such a detriment to both of them and how they assume immediately, immediately that Maureen is cheating
1: yeah because that's all bi people do right is we're just a bunch of sluts
0: <sighs> yeah and it's not it's <laughs> it's not fun and it, and it very much yeah, hammers it, in that point in the music to think like oh we're being comedic and woke but it's like no you're you're not no f-. you're being biphobic exactly
2: <laughs> yeah you
1: know, i am. i mean the song yeah, is fun to sing, but the message is pretty yeah. clear: being bi is wrong. You got to pick a side. Yeah, um,
2: I'm also on the bi spectrum, and it just it just drives me crazy because I'm currently with a partner of the same gender of myself. So a lot of people just say "gay," and I'm like, "No, mm-hmm.
1: do not invalidate my experience, honey." No, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. like it keeps. Oh God, I could I, uh, I, I could talk about this subject for a long time. Um, it comes up again. Uh, with fucking Maureen in uh, uh, Take Me or Leave Me, mm-hmm. which um, is it, essentially what happens in between is that uh, Joanne confronts Maureen about this uh, flirtiness and she's just like, oh, well, then marry me. And Joanne is like, honey, you're so much smarter than that. Says yes. Um, so they have this whirlwind wedding preparation and they come to uh their their I don't know rehearsal dinner um and then yeah, in the movie, you know Maureen's Maureen's being all touchy on some girl and then yeah in the in the movie they they make it a rehearsal dinner but take me or leave me Um, It starts out, every single day I walk down the street, I hear people say, baby, so sweet. Ever since puberty, everybody stares at me, boys, girls, I can't help it, baby. Um, Okay, that's cool that you get all of that attention. But um, it's reinforcing that stereotype again, that bi people are just
0: promiscuous. Take me, baby. the sun this diva needs her stage baby let's have fun
1: um and then joanne's like i'm not doing this this isn't for me um and i'm sitting there clapping my hands off because i'm like good good because maureen's not a good person however it's not her fault it's her character
0: (laughs) and it's reinforced Um, by the music too for sure yeah you know also i think um I'm trying to, because I, I have a problem with a lot of Maureen's songs, so, but I'm trying to figure out which other songs <laughs> I have problems with. Um, I know it's gonna, hard. I'm not going to gonna focus lie. On I'm else. not really, uh, I, I'm not really down with Mimi's character because it's also implied that she oh, is God. under underage and, mm. and Roger's a lot older and they kind of make a point of that in uh, Out Tonight, too. And it's like really... Um, it's awkward and they like hone it in it's like trying to beat this dead horse of we're so woke so here's everything that we are trying to put into it like biphobia and also her being a little bit underage and being like super like horny and promiscuous when it's like not you know yeah like it's not totally the baseline of it which they could have like, gone deeper with the lyrics and the music like she could she,
1: she could be so much more, like they
0: they focus so hard on the fact that she's an exotic
1: dancer and and it's like, oh, well, you know,
0: she's also addicted to heroin, which gave her AIDS. And it's like, ugh, OK, because like, <laughs> like with Book of Mormon, it has simple, simple instrumentals. But the part that hones in is the very lyrical part. I feel like Rent is relying too much on their lyrical merit, which it does not have that no. the uh, that the structure and the music is very, very weak that it can't hold it up if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like I know it care. does.
2: And another thing, not only does it go into the biphobia, but like this whole show is very sex negative. It's just like, yeah,
0: like, yeah. like, like if, if you look ha-
2: at um, Light My Candle, it's like uh, basically everyone with HIV is afraid of having sex, which is not okay.
0: Would you light my candle?
2: I like it between my fingers
0: I figured oh well good night I mean right. in today's yeah.
2: world we know that there are so many like if you are undetectable with HIV and like on your medication it is more manageable than diabetes right now and you are yeah. not going to spread it to anyone
1: yeah yeah if you read uh Jonathan Van Ness's book over the top um they go into really like because of the advancements that we've had that, Mm -hmm. that we've been lucky enough to have in, um, in medical advancement. I'm (laughs) not, you know, I'm, I have a theater degree, um, you know, because of the medical advancements that we have had in our society, we're really lucky. And that when JVN got diagnosed, um, there was, you just like take one pill, but I remember, uh, I went to a sleepaway camp for many years and there were a lot of kids that went there that were HIV positive. And there was one girl in particular who I remember, cause my mom was the camp nurse. Like I mm-hmm. went in and I saw this bucket of pills that like insane, huge horse pills that, that she had to take because she got it when she was born. And it like the fact I, I, I understand as like a period piece that this is where they were at, like the bucket full of pills and the the not a lot of hope, especially for these people who have no money, um, which
0: clearly means they don't have health insurance. Uh, but like, yeah, but it's like not indicative of where we are right now. Right. Yeah. There has to. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so I understand why it is the way it is, but it's still not great to
2: see so in all this mess of music are what what songs do we like there's got to be something good in here i've got a couple songs uh, that, same. I'm a, that i'm a fan of um yeah, go for it now. i really like christmas bells in act one um because i think that is the best translation from opera to musical with how mm. it's written structurally Are so many different melodies and counter melodies going at once. So if you ever listen to a Puccini piece, um, I'm trying to think what in La Boheme it directly relates to. <laughs> um, but there, there are just so many that, that's a that's a thing in opera like finding those big pieces that have yeah. like seven different lines Sondheim does it all over the place in a little night oh. music yeah he like does <laughs> a weekend in the country it's like so many lines the overture that is five people doing different things
1: yeah. um
2: so I think that is a, that song is successful you it's hear something different every rich. time
1: and it makes it so exciting mm-hmm.
2: yeah um I really like when it's done well mm. when it's Done well mm. without you. I mm. like oh. how it is staged. I like when it is staged about Angel and not about Mimi and Roger.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: yep. yep. That's yep. when it's yep. effective.
2: Yep. And that's um and I think the other one that I think really resonates is just will I.
0: Yeah.
2: From Act One it's so simple it's, Will I lose my dignity oh. Will someone care And when it gets
0: mm-hmm. into the round too it's just oh. really lovely mm-hmm. Will I lose my dignity Will I lose my dignity
1: love around it,
2: it's simple but it's effective and larson worked a lot with his best friend who was hiv positive um because he originally had life support being all cheerful and positive and his friend's like no there's anger there's rage here yeah there is why did this happen to me so that's why you meet uh gordon's care no paul's character who says um oh what is the line um I I have problems with his credo. My T cells are low. I resent that. Okay, and he just kind of goes off on what he has problems with. Yeah, um, and that that directly came from Larson being open to having those conversations with the people that he cared about and the people that these stories are about.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I uh, yeah I think my favorite song is Will I honestly it's also just it holds a special place in in my heart because uh, me and my best friend whenever we were in her car we were <laughs> Rent was her was her favorite musical I gave her so much shit for it and <laughs> so much shit for it when we when we were together but um, yeah whenever we were in her car we would just blast that and sing it at nauseum and uh, yeah it was it was a good time. Uh, That and also, okay, I have a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It helped me realize that maybe... I am gay. <laughs> it turned you gay. It turned me gay. Take me or leave me, turned me gay. I remember uh, I was watching it and my mom came and was like, what are they arguing about? And I was like, they're best friends, and they had a falling out.
1: They were
2: roommates.
0: They were the- roommates. <laughs> they were
1: yeah. roommates. So they like, like to build furniture together.
0: <laughs> and she was like, Oh, okay, cool. And like looked at me, like walked out, and I was like, What a am- why did I do that? And so of, it, it kind of got the conversation going of like, what am I, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, least favorite song is Over the Moon. I just think it's stupid. <sighs> so,
1: thank you, thank you. What just it because about? it's avant-garde doesn't mean it's good. Do Christ.
2: You, do you want to know what it was originally supposed to be?
1: Yes. Oh God, do it I? It was
2: supposed to be a version of Oedipus and it was going to be <gasps> very dramatic. <laughs>
0: my body just actually like astral projected and I felt myself in the astral sea and now I am back and now I am fine. I haven't
1: come back down yet. I am literally getting my MFA, writing a piece on adapting Greek mythology and I am personally offended. Personally offended. I don't want to see Idina Menzel sing about- I don't want to see Idina Menzel sing anything. I said it. Oh shit. Oh shit. I don't like her. Oh shit. I'm sorry. Oh, Excuse no. me. She's overrated. She's you can tell by the face she's making when she's seeing that she or when she's singing that she is pushing her range to a point that it shouldn't be pushed to
2: that though. <laughs> how much of this do we think is Idina Menzel's fault? And how much of it do we think is the industry pushing her to do that? Look at all the roles she's forced to play. Kate in Wild Party. Um she's Irene in this show. Get it. Uh, um, right. All I right. You can't just let me about. have this
1: one thing. That's fine.
0: Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> it's just, I... <laughs> the Agenus no, will I not
1: know. go unchecked.
2: I mean, she <laughs> Maybe should... Maybe I'm
1: just mad because mezzos are underappreciated. I...
2: And I mean, she should be able to say no, but how much of us, how much of us in our careers have to do things we don't want to because we need to be successful? Adele,
0: does he? <laughs> yeah. Listen, the black belty woman. Does it hurt? Not what? really, because I know how to do it. But like, it's there. You but if know? it's like the only thing that
1: you're allowed to do, it's like, can't I be? Can't I sing a nice, quiet, low ballad?
0: It is the only thing I'm allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, what's your, your favorite/slash least favorite song, Megan?
1: Oh God, where do I start? Pick um, a favorite
0: one first. <laughs> you hater, you. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I,
1: I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to jump on that train with you and, um, yeah, take me, take me or leave me, but only from Joanne's point of view. Um, I, yeah, that, that's a fun one. I actually found myself in preparation for this. I was, you know, going through the music and I started singing it in the shower and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) fuck. Um, and I appreciate the sentiment of I'll cover you
2: open your door i'll be your tenant. don't got much baggage to lay at your feet what sweet kisses i've got to spare
1: i'll be there and i'll cover you um okay 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 anyway um uh yeah will i is i mean not i i glomming on real hard here but i mean can you blame me (sighs) least favorite yeah that stupid fucking performance art is just pointless and i hate it and yeah i'm gonna throw tango maureen in there because it's a biphobic piece of trash
0: there it is and you love it
1: yep yep
2: what's the the one thing i want to say before we move on from the music is there are a couple of really interesting historical points in there, mainly just from bringing it from um, La Boheme. Um, mm. Everyone knows uh, Quando Menovo Musetta's Waltz, is the. Played on every course, single Museta podcast is, ever. Musetta translates, honestly, though, um, oddly enough, though, Musetta translates to Maureen's character, not Mimi's character, which I've never understood and always made me angry. Huh. Uh, what? Yeah, Musetta's character from La Boheme, Musetta's waltz that you hear Roger play all the time, mm-hmm. is the translation to Rent is Maureen, not Mimi. Because Mimi it's was Mimi, the scene of tuberculosis in the, in the original. It's all about Adina. Always um, and forever. Yeah, it, I cool.
1: Listen, Mimi's got problems, but Rosario Dawson, huh. Um,
2: the the Listen. other interesting one is um, the song in La Bohème where I <laughs> uh, Rodolfo and Mimi connect. So where Mimi and Roger connect is called Kegel. Um, sorry, Manina, which translates to "Let me warm it for you," which becomes. Light my
0: candle. You're 12. Stop it. I'm so sorry. Stop it. I'm so sorry. Stop. <laughs> I am 12.
1: I'm so sorry. Write it in. No. Kyle, that's a really good historical no. point. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Man. That's a really good historical point, Kyle. No, it is a good historical point. I'm just a child.
0: Where's the word? I No, I laughed first. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, mine was just louder.
2: Y'all, this is what I work with on a weekly basis. <laughs>
1: listen
2: I uh... <laughs> love oh. them dearly oh
1: it's a, it's a good point <laughs> it's a good point yes no it's great it's a great point um <laughs> okay someone changed the subject so the me. meat we the could venison. talk
2: yeah i was gonna say we could talk about music literally this the, entire episode the, because it's an opera yeah. but
0: yeah don't it's tell. a juicy right. juicy juicy lion meat that awaits before us
1: wagyu beef <laughs>
0: Lego beef. Um, yeah, plot me. I mean, like, I just, it's it's that overwoke white person at a liberal arts college that took a Black identities class and they <laughs> want to drop their slave name when they don't have one. It's that to me. <laughs> you that know? person who's...
1: 118th Cherokee and he yeah, needs to scream about it. It's
0: it's like, it's mm-hmm. like, um, and, and, and it's so overt about it. And it's so like, we're making a point, <laughs> but like, it's not, it's like, don't do it for performative <laughs> sake, but do it because you want to promote this. And I feel like uh Larson had a very good idea of where it was to go just musically. I just don't it, think an opera was the way to do it. If you would have gonna- really-
1: love to see where this went had he survived
0: i think that would have i think it would have
1: evolved um the thing that really uh grates my cheese Mm -hmm. is that it's just promoting bad behavior in terms of like yes gentrification fucks up a lot of things um not paying your rent just because you want to be a starving artist i i know this was in a time Um, especially like well the tail end of a time when New York is where you went to be edgy (laughs) and the 90s as we have discussed before uh, loved edgy for the sake of being edgy and um, it really bothers me as a working artist to see people being like yeah no I like getting money is selling out because isn't that like a thing mark goes through with the fucking Mm -hmm. job yeah i mean the the thing is that that, like everyone's mad at him because he's a sellout now it's like
0: no he's a working artist he's making money for art shut the fuck up (laughs) Find balance in between that there's a point where you are selling out and you're the point of sellout is when you lose your integrity and yourself and you forget why You loved doing it in the first place.
1: But like, isn't the point of why you want to do this so that you can like do it as like this thing that you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. like you want it to be your job? Like, if you don't want to make money, why are you calling it your life? Why isn't it just a hobby?
2: I feel like rent is the equivalent to musical theater kids as Disney is to high schoolers versus adults. So Disney, you like always root for the princess. Ariel is, I'm 16 years old. I'm a real adult now. And her father's so like, no, you're not. You relate to the princess when you're younger. And then you learn enough that when you watch it as an adult in your 30s, you're like, no, you are 16 years old and a child. Calm down. You're a yeah. dumb
1: bitch. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Essentially. Um, It's like when
1: teenagers, teenagers shouldn't be allowed to read Romeo and Juliet because they think it's so romantic. They died for love. It's like, no, these are teens with severe depression, um, in really horrible family situations. Like I was fortunate enough to get to do Romeo and Juliet twice as an adult. Um, and, uh, I realized both times I was like, oh no,
0: this isn't a love story. Oh no. (laughs) To make you feel better. (laughs) <laughs> in high school when we read it and we watched the movie the whole time our class was like yo they stupid they dumb what you doing like my like our english teacher had to be like you guys calm calm down it's like did what? you watch the baz Luhrmann version because um, it enraged oh, me when man. i was 14. uh did i see romeo's ass cheeks yes yes i did <sighs> for christ's sake pale leo's pale. always been gutted for that oscar pale sorry <laughs> but um, anyway but, but anyway but like that's getting kind of back like to it. looking at but rent
2: now you know, yeah it's when we we're in high school and we we're in college oh, you're like I love artists I yes we love this looking mm-hmm. back on it now as me as a 32 year old man i'm going like pay your rent <laughs> like get it get a job and pay your rent that he's not evil he's just trying to make now. money <laughs> yeah i'm with benny now and that that isn't just, that sad in a way it's like oh man i'm like i'm I sorry wanted... angel killed his dog
0: yeah that's pretty fucked up yeah who kills a dog okay yeah that's that should... that, mm, that
1: i must have blocked that out because i'm remembering now and now i'm upset <laughs> if you hurt an animal i'm gonna hurt you yeah i don't know it, it, that's it's why funny. joanne's the only redeemable character
0: yeah it it hasn't unfortunately has not aged well because we have grown past the point and the need to be seen as these avant-garde artists that's like I'm not doing the work unless I am hungry all the time um you know and uh, um, also good good point can you guys do you guys think this can be uh revived because the composer is past, or is that like a a faux pas like don't do that Kyle, mm. no, well, I'm going to throw this be to revised,
2: you. Revived. Um, as far as revivals, I saw the most recent national tour that came around, I think, in 2017, 2016, uh, around there. When we it were was young and unafraid. Done, and it was done as a period piece. It was done as if we were looking back on the AIDS crisis of the 90s. And mm. that was the focus. Okay, that it. makes sense.
0: As and how did that work?
2: Your, um, it was heartbreaking. Mm. Um, because you're looking at it from, if you just could have made it ten more years, if you just could have made it five uh, more
0: years, fuck. like looking
2: back with that dramatic irony that we, yeah. the audience, know that you can get better, but they, the actors, don't know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: then that makes way so, more sense.
2: <laughs> so, and it's it's better that way, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. How did they? How did they indicate that it was looking back? Was that in um, um seasons of love, or you know the costume
0: style
2: like everything was just very 90s the costuming the hair mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the way that color was used was very harsh because we in the 90s had great fashion sense when it came to colors but like what? that blood threw into the lighting
1: you mean my um, bright pink overalls and bright pink matching shoes mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. to make it a comeback
2: um i don't want to talk about it (laughs) there was there also i remember like a lot of paint splotches everywhere because that was a big thing in the 90s
1: bleach bleach yeah yep
2: Yep. and that's coming back it it was just the way it was the way everyone was done it wasn't like some gritty. it didn't feel like some gritty oh i live in the streets of new york it was like i'm from the 90s i'm from like 1989 or 1992
0: that makes sense
2: and like yeah it, it it was enough of a difference to give it the feel of a period piece that excused a lot of the problems with it, because you were looking at it like, oh yeah, this was the nineties. This is what was happening. Yeah. This is a yeah. slice of history that we're seeing. Yeah. Not this is trying to be progressive. Yes. Um, yeah,
1: for sure.
2: What It's, it's like
1: the play Polaroid stories. It's very clearly set in a specific time. Um, the, the same time as Rent, honestly, 1997, I think, is when it made its premiere, and it's it's so clearly about ki- like kids who live down the street in that era and who are trying to survive. It's like, but like reading it today, I'm like, this is hard to put my
0: eyes upon. because yeah, this is not, suppo- not woke. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed to be set in today. We've exactly we've way exactly. Moved past that point. <laughs> you know, right so yeah um
2: another change thing,
0: what
2: another You've thing for me humans. on this show is just um it it's not well cast anymore <laughs> um when i was in new york um i was very close to one of the national tours um as a mark i am a white and white man with a nasally voice december 24th 9 p.m eastern standard time i can mimic Anthony Rapp um, so that's <sighs> what I was going for when I first moved to Maine there was a small theater doing rent up mm-hmm. north somewhere oh, like it was a two-hour drive probably oh shit um and I drove up I'm like oh I'm new to Maine I want to do something um and I wanted an audition for Mark they asked me hey can you do today for you like okay sure Um, And I can dance. So because I can dance, I was cast as angel.
0: Ah, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Incorrect.
2: Incorrect. And being, let's see, this would have been, oh, God, eight years ago now. I didn't know better. Nowadays, I would never have taken that role. That is not a role. That is not a story that's for me to tell. Um, I
1: remember a few years ago a local theater did a production with an entirely white cast.
0: Today mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for you, tomorrow for me, any, oh my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now the argument that's always made is that only one character is actually written as a person of a specific race, and that's Mimi. But can
0: I, can I, oh, I was like, can I guess, can I guess it's Joanne, because she's always black.
2: <laughs> no, the only one that's actually Oh, because what, your- you mean
1: they need an angry black woman, right? Mm.
2: but yeah no Mm. uh, it's specifically from um out tonight uh in the evenings i've got to rome can't sleep in the cities of neon and chrome uh hurts too much where the spanish babies cry so it's like she's specifically talking about her her hispanic background Mm. um so people hide behind that that Collins was not written as a black man that joanne is not written as a black woman that angel Why? is not written as a person of color
0: Why? yeah i mean any last bit of me we want to slap out
1: apart from the fact that this should not be done by an
2: entirely white cast it should not be done by an entirely white cast and that's like goes against the point of rent, Do we rent hear that name? in and of itself is diverse
1: that's yeah. yes. I mean, yeah. if like if we're going to take one good thing <laughs> from this, like yeah. it, it's it's a it's uh, uh, it's an opportunity to have a diverse cast without having to scream about it. Yeah.
2: What the one th- the one thing I do want to discuss before we get there is the character of Angel
0: mm, and yes. their gender
2: yeah. and sexual identity.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Because it seems to flip-flop between um drag queen and a trans person. And they and the the story based on the story it 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 doesn't it it keeps going between the two and you never it's in, it's it's in, frustrating. Yeah,
0: in my mind and I can't speak on any experience I want to preface this. But I feel like mm. Angel should be played by a trans actress honestly i, I agree with because you. in the in the times as well if it's if we're looking at a purely period piece it just i don't know it just it 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 makes sense also more job opportunities because we hardly cast trans people and we need more of that you know yeah so i yeah, that's I, what i think
2: i can only think of one musical off the top of my head that has a non-binary or transgender role that's specifically written that way and that's head over heels
1: never even heard of it huh.
2: um it is megan you would love it um
1: cool <laughs> i'm, I'm well, already on board <laughs> it
2: is um a go-go it's the music of the go-go's i believe
0: oh <laughs> well, all all i've heard of this it's like a jukebox right
2: yep um, peppermint was in it peppermint was in it and it is i'm trying to I love uh, the
0: freaking go-go's <laughs>
2: i know you do it is a telling I don't think we've ever talked about it. I
1: think I just have that kind of personality.
2: (laughs) It, It is loosely based on the Countess of Pembroke's Arcadia. So it's 16th century lit retold. it just
1: made me sweaty.
2: As queer as possible. <laughs> um, but other than that, and oh. other than Hedwig, who they specifically have said, oh, uh, what did they release? Six were, inches
1: forward and five inches back.
2: Yeah, that it's someone who went through a forced sex change.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I can't think of another mainstream show Nope. that has... When you
0: talking about Tetsy, <laughs>
2: I don't. I, I don't. I
1: never want to talk I about to I talk hate talk it. hate it so much. Face. The fact that that got a revival makes me so angry. I want to just shit in the street.
0: So then I guess on that topic and just kind of like, should this be done? <laughs> um,
2: <sighs> I will say yes.
0: Okay.
2: With the caveat of casting a diverse cast.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, God and making sure it's done as a period piece. I, I feel like focusing on it as a 90s piece, dealing with the pandemic of AIDS is better than focusing on the horrible relationships that are all toxic and not good. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it. it will probably get a Broadway revival as soon as theaters open again, because it'll bring in money. Yeah. Uh, which I'm because fine every
1: with. theater kid everywhere knows every single song. Yeah.
2: 525,600 um, minutes. It's a fantastic show. <laughs> oh my god, that scared horror. me. <laughs> um because it doesn't have to have a huge set. It's an easy show to travel with.
1: Yeah, you yeah. can do it with scaffolding. Um
2: should, should it be, be done in Maine? No. No.
0: No. no. <laughs> <It's not
2: laughs>
0: Don't do it. Hey, everyone in Maine, stop it. Stop it. Hey, Maine. Stop it. This is your local gal, your little your little black vigilante. Don't do it. I will steal everything from your house. Thank you.
2: She will make you do do.
0: You're going to get do. I'm going to show up to your house in roller skates and it's not going to be sexy. Just so you see this angry face on roller skates, and you're like, oh, no. You know the get out run? It's that, but with roller skates. I'm just gunning towards you. Um, do I think this should be done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just got the image in my head. You um, want roller skate <laughs> Uh, should this be done oh, in so general? Great. In general? Uh, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say no. Uh, if only if you're going to do it though and if it's a revival for like some Broadway thing, do it as a period piece, but in general, I just I personally I think we've moved past rent. And theater yeah. kids need a new anthem. So i'm tired of it christ Um, also another thing high schools should not do this at least never at least five high schools in the colorado area did this show when we were doing our theaters and stuff and I believe with your school (laughs) districts we were allowed to do whatever we wanted (laughs) that i don't like that high school did cabaret (laughs) there was an uprising um so yeah i don't think any high school should do rent because you don't have the maturity level to portray rent accurately.
1: No, this should be done by adults, if at all. Um, I'm gonna jump on that train. No, I, I, if if it's gonna happen, it should happen. Um, as Kyle said, as a period piece for sure. If your cast is not diverse, do not do it. Hey, Maine. I, hey, Maine. You're real white. Real, you're white. real white. Our theater community. There are there are theaters around here that are trying really hard to be more diverse, and there are theaters that um, don't care. And uh, yeah, that needs to stop uh, before you can before you can if you actually want to expand your audience from um, elderly white people who fall asleep in the middle of a show. Um, or in the front row during complete works of Shakespeare abridged, uh, which it, <laughs> oh, I shit. thought was impossible.
0: And yet, it happened, it happened we to were. Me Kyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do this. Maine, Maine, you get a moratorium on rent. You're done. No more. I've seen enough. Stop it.
0: As your as one of the only uh, black people here, listen. I can't play Mimi, Joanne, and Phil. All I can't do all of them. I can't have. I mean, fucking but hats. that would be so fun to <laughs> watch you try. <laughs> like, 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 just a one. Just, like, just everyone else is white. All the POCs are me, and it's two, uh, just different hats. That's not no. Don't no. I don't want it. Flattering.
2: Okay, but now I'm thinking about it, and I kind of want it.
0: <laughs> you kind but of But like, but like, if
1: anyone could, <laughs> that's real. It's not fair and really, really awful that oh, anyone would consider putting you through that. But
0: God. you are talented enough to pull it off. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. As that being said, don't I'm gonna start do a it. workshop now of a one-woman uh, POC rent show, and it's gonna be me covered in Nutella. Can you also reaction, do some sock puppets? <laughs> with sock puppets, <laughs> stray spotlight.
1: I walk but out. But like all the all the white people are sock puppets, especially Mark.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's that's like the one role that eluded me or evaded me, I'm, that I really wanted Straight to play. Great white and I'm like,
0: man and my privilege and fragility is hurt because my girlfriend also, is with some other girl.
2: Also, can we just cut the character of Roger?
1: Thanks.
0: so yeah that's how we feel about it Um, thank you oh do we have any i was gonna say if if two-thirds of us oh sorry go for
2: it oh i was gonna probably go to the same point if two-thirds of us don't think it should be done what shows should we do and i think megan i know what you're gonna say
1: say i think you do know what i'm gonna say and i'm I'm gonna say say, there put it in chat okay let me let me see if you're right um, incorrect.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> not, um, uh, Kyle thinks I was going to say Lestat. I don't think anyone should do Lestat. His second choice is correct. I am going to suggest Tick, Tick, Boom. If you want to do a period piece about the 90s, do Jonathan Larson's autobiographical piece, Tick, Tick, Boom.
2: Oh, sugar. She's refined. All as far pricey, she blows my mind. Sugar. She's got the power my soul
1: Literally, it is about his experience turning 30 in 1990. So um the music is great. Um uh I hate the character of Susan, but you're not really supposed to like her. Um it's it's beautiful and heartbreaking and it's about friendship and it kind of does uh, it it does more for me what company failed to on the first go around before we really talked about it and you guys got me to like it yes um it it shows a picture of someone who is stuck wants to change and then realizes what he has to do it's it's actually really beautiful and um i want to do a version where i get to play johnny there you go but yes tick tick boom jonathan larson's other musical
2: chantel what you got
0: uh main listen i love you all very much uh but if you do, do this, you are gonna get oklahoma you're all white you can do that show so Ooh. <sighs> no one deserves that <laughs> have fun oh. um but oh, if you're Christ. looking to do i don't know something like that has a high energy still has topics but you can cast diverse sleep and a wide net even if you have a tiny bit of pocs do american idiot it's edgy enough oh there you that's go. a great idea it's nice. edgy enough go for it good for you
2: I have several for this one. Oh, here um, we go.
1: Oh, tick, already. tick, boom this is was on my list. <laughs> Kyle go last. Ha ha, beat you.
2: No, it, it's a perfect choice. Jonathan Larson show, Jonathan Larson music. It's rock. It's deals with HIV. It deals with so many of the things that we want to talk about that are here, which is great. And um, it's coming from
1: his perspective. He's a white man talking about white man problems. Like,
2: yep. if anyway, you're, go ahead. If you're looking to do an edgy rock musical... Bat Boy by Lawrence O'Keefe.
1: <gasps> I love Bat Boy.
2: I I didn't know about it until I did it, and it's one of my favorite shows I've done. Oh, oh. So it's much so much fun. It's so it, good. It's a rock score and it's weird. Um, and it's, it should have the cult following that Rent has. And I stand on that. Um, the other one, if you really want to lean into the queerness, uh, Bear, a pop opera. <gasps> oh
1: my God.
0: God. Yes. Why does nobody talk about Bear? Oh, I love Bear. Shoot. Fuck. That's a great choice. You get so many points right now. Kyle. Kyle. You hit the jackpot. Kyle. I do
2: have one more. But this is only for places that are not
0: maine okay. places that are
2: not maine and have a large black community to pull from passing strange
1: ready. oh yeah
2: do <laughs> you want to do a rock musical that's got a funky beat and like just gives you some great feelings some great journey to go on passing strange is wonderful
0: wait I'm sorry, you mentioned the black community and I must hop on my soapbox. I have one more. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, yes. Uh, oh shoot, hold on, let me let me find the title of it. But if you have a lot of black women in your area and wanna talk about your oh. uh, experience as a, as a black woman, it, growing up in kind of a predominantly white uh, area, Oh, hold on, I'm I'm trying to find it. One minute. Ah where <laughs> are you? Oh okay, 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 okay. It is called the Please don't bubbly that. black girl uh mm-hmm. sheds her chameleon skin. Ooh, I like that title. And it is funky, it is rocky. Happens hey, 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 to play the talks about it a lot, and it is just, mm. and you can actually integrate white people as well because they touch on. You mean white people get a place? <gasps> white people finally get a home! My um, goodness! Oh, oh I've my been God! Searching for so long! I, can't I was believe wondering
2: it. who would think of the white people.
0: Oh, the whites. Anyways, oh, we've what? made it through the woods. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a really good, <laughs> it's a really good one. So. <laughs> um. Oh. Don't cancel me. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: why are you sorry for promoting something that should be fucking promoted thank
0: you yeah yeah so yeah get up Um, on that soapbox get a ladder up there i'm off the soapbox i'll make a quick apology about oklahoma but i'm not technically sorry but for press release i don't want
1: to see anyone do oklahoma ever (laughs) no the revival's great
2: (laughs) the revival's so good
1: i don't trust you because i was in oklahoma and i'm permanently scarred that's valid Oh, right. <laughs> uh, except I was in sixth grade, so instead of falling on his knife, our Judd fed, fell off a hay bale and hit his head on a rock.
2: True, but the 2019 revival gave us ali Stroker as ado Annie. All right.
0: And Black identity in the South. Ooh. Okay. I would see it,
1: but I don't want to touch it.
2: <laughs> okay, that's there. All
0: right. I don't so want to ever go near our, that musical again. That's our suggestions. We've got a
1: lot for you. Hell yeah. So we, many options. Other we than did R- it. Other than... We did rant. it. And now we know Kyle always has to go last because he always has a list.
2: Max, I do. <laughs> I spent a lot of time researching.
1: I was so ready. I was like, no one's going to say tick, tick, boom. And then Kyle comes like... Tick, 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 tick. Anyway.
0: Alrighty. So are we ready to learn what the next one shall be? We I don't know. Are. I'm scared.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm making totally the ready. face. Oh God, oh God, oh God.
2: If I were a rich man, all day long I'd pity pity bum if I were a wealthy man.
0: No. Oh, I was also in this. No.
2: I am actually really. Matchmaker,
1: matchmaker, please make it stop. It's going on for much too long. Uh, friends and folks and Faye. Woof. (laughs) Uh, friends, folks and Faye. This is Fiddler on the Roof. holy god suddenly i am 11 years old again um yeah god god okay
2: all right that's interesting i i had the fortune of having a professor who has had a textbook about fiddler on the roof published are you
1: serious uh
2: dr jessica hillman record um brilliant brilliant woman so i'll let's see if i can get her insight on this one
1: Um. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: yes. I don't know I'm gonna be... this weird. I, I'm so I don't know what's happening to my body. Um.
1: <laughs> Did you... oh, man. Is this your right. I'm sorry to bother you moment where you have to like, <laughs> put
0: on- your, Oh, I constantly, I constantly talk like that. Anyway.
2: All right, well, let's put uh, rent
1: Maine. Oh God, thank you. Night, night. night, night. Rent night, is today. paid. Rent has been paid. All right. <laughs> We will see you next time for Fiddler on the Roof. Oh boy, I'm Megan, the hater.
2: I'm Kyle, the historian.
0: I'm Chantal, let it rip! And you know what age I am, if you know that reference. (laughs) Good night!
2: Good night. (laughs)
0: Bye.